This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians and creatives on their songwriting process and their upcoming releases. We very much love that you're joining us once again. And if this is your first time, welcome to the podcast. My name is Simon Fink and this is episode 227. We apologize for the delay in episodes this week. Life did get a little bit crazy and in the way of us delivering another installment of the pod. Um, If this is your first time listening to us, make sure you go give us a follow on all of our socials, which are in the show notes, and subscribe on whatever pod service you use uh, to stay up to date with episodes. We have had some very exciting meetings as of late regarding guests for the next few months. So make sure you subscribe so you can stay up to date with all the new episodes we have coming. But let's get on to today's episode. Today's guests are those lovable lads from Kingswood. Now, anyone who's not aware, Kingswood are an alternative rock band from Melbourne, Australia, who've been winning hearts across the country for, I'd say, over 15 or 16 years now. Um, never one to rest on their laurels. They have a forthcoming record called Home, which is another sonic shift for the band. It sees them leaning into a bit more of a country-ish, country rock kind of sound. Um, but it does still retain the classic Kingswood sound as well, so you don't have to worry about that. More so just opening another door for sonic evolution. Um, now, we had the pleasure of speaking with frontman Fergus about the forthcoming record. Uh, we also spoke about the behemoth tour that they're currently undertaking. They are on the road um, and I think they've got about 70 plus dates for this tour. You'll hear us talk more about that in detail in the episode. Uh, We're talking about working with Eddie Spear who helped them produce the record uh, and what the year holds for the band. So we've put all the band socials as well in the show notes along with where you can buy tickets to said tour. Um, You'll want to make sure that you catch on this tour. It sounds like it's an incredible kind of experience. So all the links to that will be in the show notes. We do want to give a shout out as well to Jade from Beehive for her help with this episode. Uh, but let's get into it. This is our chat with Fergus from Kingswood. Favorite kind of void in space and time. Tell me why should I let you go? Face the seasons on my own. Tell me why should I let you go? Staring Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Fergus Lineker from Kingswood. Fergus, hello, sir. How are we? Hey, Simon. I'm very well. Thanks for having me and having a chat. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much uh, for your time today and, and being with us. I do appreciate it. As um, as we were uh, discussing before we started recording, you are in a very warm area of, of the country at the moment. So I appreciate you <laughs> spending some time with us. No, that's all right. Yes, we're in Tamworth. Um, it's our first ever visit to Tamworth Music Festival um, because I don't think our... Some of our previous albums, I think, fit, but um, 
it didn't make a lot of sense. However, this sort of slight shift in direction uh, has opened the door and, and they've invited us here, so we're very pleased with that. And this is where we're starting our tour, essentially. I was going to bring up the tour a little bit later, but we might as well chat about it now. You are currently at the beginning stages, I want to say, of the Hometowns Tour, um, which for anyone who hasn't seen the poster as of yet, um, Fergus, this is an extremely adventurous tour. I think well, it, it, it's massive looking. That there's the, If for anyone who hasn't seen the poster, it's, I think, 70 dates strong and it's only being billed as phase one, which in my mind means that there's more, more to come. <laughs> Yeah, it um, it is. It's gonna. It's going to. We're gonna announce some um, phase two, uh, probably at the end of Jan, and that'll bring it more up to around a hundred shows. Um, and it is a big, uh, bold venture. But we felt like, you know, we uh, had enough downtime to recharge the batteries over COVID, and rather than just coming back and putting your foot in the door, um. And that seems to be the attitude is that, you know, people are tentative about doing, you know, about touring because there are a lot of stats and and everyone's talking about that there isn't this boom where everyone's going out to see music. It is, you know, generally 80% of what it used to be. People aren't buying tickets until the day before. So it's a confusing space to be in. Um, uh, There's also a lot of bands traveling and touring and internationals coming so it's kind of a, a, a tricky time for the music industry even though it's all opened up again there, there are new challenges um and so we kind of thought about what to do um we we love touring when it's one of our favorite things and you know having that taken away was um uh yeah you know challenging of course i mean i'm not going to compare challenges through COVID for different people but um, certainly we were ready to um, come back and come back in a big way and do something bold and adventurous Um, and you know we sort of said well why don't we just do town to town and just play the local pub in in as many towns around Australia as we can so people don't have to travel into big cities to see bands and um, you know they can just go down to their, their local pub so that was the plan, and then of course we looked at the uh, schedule, and we looked at hiring vans that could do it, and accommodation every night, and the budget for that grew and grew, and we thought, well, we should do it in a bus because that might be cheaper. And then one of these tour buses, like you have in the states or Europe, didn't exist in Australia um, because cities are so far away; it doesn't really make sense. And there was one that existed that got turned into a motorhome over COVID. So then we looked at buying a bus and building it, um, uh, which is what we did. And um, so now we own it and a lot of bands and film crews and festivals want to rent it off us already. So when we finish this tour, it can go out and, uh, you know, and we want bands to use it. We want it to be, you know, its own entity and its own sort of piece of Australian music history down the track, hopefully. Her name's Peggy. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so we're, uh, we're still tinkering. It's hot in here at the moment because Tamworth's about 35 degrees and we're tinkering with the aircon to get it cool in here. But um, it's our home for the next six months. And, um, yeah, we like big, bold adventures and this is the next, this is the next one in the band's life. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I, love, I, think, 
I have seen some footage of it. I think at one point it, you might have named it, or I might be getting the name wrong, but that it was the Kingswood Apollo at one point. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. When we bought the bus, it, it had Apollo written on it, and we thought, well, that's a nice name for, you know, a bold adventure. Yeah. Um, but then our original tour van, which was a, a high ace, Toyota high ace, was called Peggy. <laughs> and we thought that we'd honour that old van and just call this one Peggy as well. Look, I can very much appreciate that. And again, you get to, as you said, honour honor that previous previous van as well. Um, well, it is an incredible undertaking that you guys are kind of, that, you, that you're taking on and it does... Um, again, I'll make sure we put all the details in the show notes for the podcast for people so that they can go and see when you are playing in a town near them. Because as I said, there is 70 plus dates in, in phase one. Um, but it's exciting because not only are you taking on this huge tour, but there's new music out as well for you to tour around with. I believe that there is a new album coming out from the band called Home coming out sometime this year. Firstly, congratulations because it is an exciting time to be releasing music and so far the singles that we've gotten from the record are um, a beautiful sounding. There's some fantastic kind of music coming from this record. Well, thank you. Yeah, it, it's um, we, we talked a lot about the, I don't like using the word change too much, but it is certainly a different energy to this album. Um we, what, what happened was that we, you know, when we write music, it comes from, you know, personal experiences and stories and being out in the world and socialising and meet people and all these sort of things happen that, that eventually inspire stories to write about. And, um, you know, that kind of in, a, in, in some ways dried up and you're left with, either writing about being isolated, which we weren't really interested in doing that because everyone was, you know, writing an isolation <laughs> song or something. Um, so yeah. Al actually rang me. We were, we were, I was in Queensland. He was in Melbourne. And he said, I've kind of created this character um, who was called GC Towns and, um, you know, who's not locked down, who's – and it was a different time period and uh, – and sometimes when you try and write through, a, say, a concept album or try and write through a different character, um, it can come out as sort of convoluted. But, but um, we found that through writing stories about this one guy and his life and his challenges and the journey that he was going on, using the feelings and stories that came from... Um, came from us um, and and putting that into this character and we changed the language a little bit and the way we would phrase things a little bit. So it kind of ended up being a film score to a film that will never get made, you know, about this character. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. each song travels with this guy as he, as he, as he faces different struggles in life and um, we found it a really, a really great way to be able to focus and, and, and write this record, which is actually two albums, the the second half of it essentially is is finished as well. So it will it, that will come out later. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it, it's not a rock and roll, um, you know, radio hits kind of driven album. Not that we always did, but it's always in the back of your mind to try and you know, there's certain pressures from labels and all this kind of thing. And we always tried mm-hmm. to sort of go against that. Um, 
you know, our second record was drastically different from the first and, and, um, and, and, you know, we've made, we did Reveries, which was a, uh, basically a string and piano album version of Juveniles, which, so it was like the same album, different songs, but, you know, so we've always sort of done very different and diverse things, but, um, yeah, it was quite freeing to have no expectations and not know what was going to happen in the world and not know what was going to happen with the music industry and just write this this conceptual album about this character and um, yeah, it's really beautiful. I think there's don't worry, there's plenty of rock and roll. There's some big guitar moments on there. <laughs> if you're if you're a Kingswood person that loves loves the big guitars, there's probably more than ever. But yeah, um, it's a lot more soulful. I think. I, from what I've heard of the single so far, so we've got, what have we got? We've got Burning Holes and I believe Good Whiskey came out last week. Yeah. Um, and both, I would agree, I think that soul is a, it's a very kind of apt word to use because it does seem like there is, a, um, as you mentioned, they still very much sound like Kingswood. You guys aren't a totally different band, but it does, yeah, take a little bit of a sonic shift slightly. Um, I know that for the singles, I believe you worked... Um, with uh, Eddie Eddie Spear, who's worked with artists like Brandy Carlisle and um, Chris Stapleton, and I'm curious, kind of how that working relationship came about. Or well, he mixed and mastered the record. Sorry, um, and and what yeah. what what made you go with Eddie? Eddie's kind of our George Martin, our fifth Beatle. Um, <laughs> uh, when we did our first record um, in Nashville with a, a producer called Vance Powell, who was doing. Jack White and things like that at the time. And we loved Blunderbuss by Jack White. We were like, we want that. Whoever made that record, we want to work with them. Mm-hmm. So he made Microscopic <laughs> Wars and his assistant engineer was Eddie Spear. Um, and we just became very close. And he's um, recorded um, or at least mixed um, every record we've done since. Um so he's always part of the conversations. He's come to Australia to work with us before. We've gone to Nashville um, where he lives. He's English, but he lives in, in Nashville. Um, <laughs> and it's been great to see him, you know, progress and, and, you know, win Grammys and all this kind of thing when we met him as just, a, you know, an assistant. Um, but we saw the talent and the vision and um, he, pushed, he pushes us a lot. Um, so we, we did make this record without him uh, in person and then we did, we went over and, and did some things with him and Al went over and recorded some extra musicians like the pedal steel that you hear and things like that. But, um, uh, but yeah, it's great when he's in the room with us as well. So we hopefully we can get back to that, but we were unable to do that this time. But we would record at, at this ranch in Queensland and we would send him songs um, and, uh, you know, and then we'd all go around in circles like we like we do, and him and Alex have a great working relationship as, you know, Al's kind of the producer. And, um, and uh, yeah, they, they work together on other things as well. So it's, um, it's a great dynamic. But, yeah, he's our, he's our fifth guy. <laughs> it, there is um, something about these new songs, and I know that we kind of um, touched on it before uh, to those listening, that we, we were having a quick chat before we started recording, that... These, this new music is kind of taking you to audiences that you maybe previously weren't going to, um, i.e., as you mentioned, in Tamworth, at Tamworth Music Festival. What has 
the reaction been like for yourselves for for this new music? And again, it's not a huge sonic shift, but it is enough that you're now going to different festivals and different different kind of places. Yeah, what's what's the reaction been like? Yeah, I mean, um, there was a slight bit of not concern, but I guess strategizing in my mind of how we were going to play. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. songs off the first record and then going into songs like this and would that just be crazy for people who are watching and be like, what is this band? <laughs> um, and we kind of road tested that um, arrangement in Europe um, uh, late last year and played a, 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 you know, a vast array of songs from all different styles and um, figured out the best way for them to flow into each other. And I think we were overthinking it. I think people, you know, don't have this thought of, oh, that one was a little bit like Creedence Clearwater and that one's a little bit like Queens of the Stone Age um, and this one's a little bit like Dolly Parton. So it's like, it, it doesn't, it, it wasn't, a, it's not as big a shift as you think and, and um, I think the diversity is great as well, you know. Um, uh, I love seeing bands that, that challenge you and jump around a little bit and um, it flows really well together and it's us, so it, it just works that way. Um, but yeah, to play to new audiences, it's good like that. 100%. I think there's, there's also something to be said. If you've got a band who's playing, oh, sorry, releasing like the same album, three, Our four. First. Sorry. You go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, ACDC has done it and they, that works, doesn't it? But, um, but we're not, uh, we're certainly not, um, so I'm just going to hide this incoming video. Yeah, we're not that band and, you know, who knows what we'll we'll do after this. But, um, yeah, we, we played at our first show um, the other night and a few people were saying, you know, they'd come off and they'd, we came off stage and they said, you know, we were not expecting that at Tamworth Music Festival. So it's still <laughs> very much us and um, we've got our foot in the door with a, with a bit of a, a country uh, twi- uh, tinge to it. But it's certainly still a, still a rock and roll band and a rock and roll show. But, yeah, everyone loved it. And I think we kind of stand out here because of that. A hundred percent. I think there is, there's something to be said about a band that can, again, not just make the same record multiple times, but also can, can exist in many different worlds and still, from what we can see as an outsider's perspective, quintessentially still be Kingswood and yourselves, which I think is a fantastic thing as well. Yeah, I mean, we love that. Like Al and I have talked about, doing a a tour, you know, if it was appropriate, where it's just him on a piano and me, you know, and us just singing together. 
and that would work. You know, they're just songs. You can wrap them in, in any way you want. Um, and we kind of did that with Reveries. As, and um, this was just the, the, the music and the style that felt like it suited this character. You know, that whole idea I mentioned earlier of a, a film score to this, you know, to this movie and this, you know, there was, it was a very visual sort of undertaking. And the stories could be like, you know, um, uh, you know, there's a, a family issue going on that about a, a will or, um, you know, and there's infighting or something like that. Now, I would never write a song about that specifically, even though it was a big, you know, it took a lot of energy and it was frustrating and all this kind of thing and I was losing faith in the in the good of people and all this kind of thing. Um, but then when you talk about it in and you change the language a little bit, you can tell the same story through this character um, and, and, and get all those feelings off your chest and tell, you know, and, and, and write about these things just in a little, in a bit of a different way. Um, so that's kind of how it all played out together. Al and I would sit down and talk about what was going on in our lives and what, how we were feeling and something we'd say would jump out or, you know, I'd say, I've been working on this and we'd work on it and, you know, it all just sort of, it was very sort of flowing, um, a fl quite a flowing experience and, and it took a, it took a long time because we could take a long time. We, we would, you know, there, we would, we, we recorded in our studio in Melbourne and we recorded in, um, Nashville and, in, and on this ranch in Queensland, most of it, um, and, uh, yeah, it was very – it wasn't like, you know, 11 till 11 studio days. It was wake up and go for a walk and what do you want to work on? Yeah, yeah, we'll do this and let's go for a swim. Hang on, I've got this idea. Let's go back in. So it was a, it was a different experience. So it was it was really good. We loved it. I, I, I do think that that, well, that does sound like it's a, kind of the best way to approach a project like this and that you're able to have a little bit of – um, I guess a lack of pressure on yourselves to be able to work on what you want to work on and then that way you know what is coming out is kind of the best of what you guys can can produce. I'm, I'm wondering, before you mentioned um, what, like a, what I think is a really interesting line, you, you said um, like songs are songs, like you can tour them and have them as the full rock band, you can have them as, um, you know, piano and strings or whatever it may be when it came to the songwriting of this record, but it could be, I guess, applicable to any other record, when it came to, like, Good Whiskey or Burning Holes, um, were there times where the songwriting, you kind of came up with something and that it appeared or, it, I guess, came to you or originally started out as kind of one thing and then playing around with it did turn into... It might have been a slower, more ballady song that turned into a rockier song or the other way around or, or if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, there were, like... Burning Holes actually was a song that Al wrote uh, uh, quite a while ago and we knew it was good. I always thought it was, you know, one of if not the best songs he's ever written. Um, but we couldn't find a place for it on – it didn't fit on juveniles. It didn't uh, – you know, we, we just couldn't f find a place for it. Um, and we recorded a few different versions of them. We tried to make different things and – Finally, it found a home on on this album because it it suits it because it kind of always was a sort of slightly country country esque song. Um, and then there were songs that uh, we wrote that didn't fit on this record. 
Um, because, so it's not, it's not a – I know I said that you can rap a song in any way you want, and, and you can, but it doesn't always make it the best version of itself. Mm-hmm. So there are songs that we had where we tried to go, oh, well, if we did it like this and changed that instrumentation, it could go on this album. So we'd work on it for a day. And then we'd sit there and be like, we're kind of selling this song short by changing its character to fit this record when really it it needs to be this. Um, and then, you know, sometimes you find magic where you might have a song. I mean, imagine like Johnny Cash doing that Nine Inch Nails song, uh, <laughs> I Hurt Myself Today. What's that? I can't remember. It might be called Hurt. Yeah, yeah, Hurt. Um, you know, that's an example of of finding a gem um, and, and and changing its character and it be, it becoming amazing. So, yeah, it, go, it goes both ways. Um, but it's all just trial and error and experimenting and, you know, having good good talent and good brains in the room. And I'm not speaking of myself. I'm speaking of <laughs> all the others around me that I'm very lucky to uh, to share all this experience with and, and, you know, you find little bits of magic and um, and yeah, you, you just need patience and and um, and you can you know the benefits come from all that. I was watching this um, Nick Cave Warren Ellis doco, and uh, it was kind of rung a bit true for me when Warren was doing all this like long soft pants synth stuff, and then Nick would come in and say, "No, I've got this song. It's got three chords, and you know it goes like this." And then Warren was kind of over song songs and he wanted these like soundscape experiences that Nick would sort of then speak almost over rather than sing. And um, and they would sit in a room for like five hours at a time whilst Warren would play all this soft pan synth and Nick would try and find a way to put the, the lyrics and the song over the top of it. And Nick tells this story where he's just like, at one point I just stormed out and just said, I just can't fucking handle any more of this fucking synth. And um, <laughs> they, uh, you know, it, it, so it, you just need to sort of let things, um, you know, germinate and, and you can you can spend two days on something and then someone goes, you know what, this isn't working, let's scrap it. And then you go, yeah, okay, I'm with you on that. Let's go. And then it's over. Because you need to be with people that... Um, you need to be with people that will take an idea anywhere and not not sort of shut it down before it's, you know, been tried and tested. Um, but then at some point you need to go, this, nah, this doesn't work, and then you move on. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I feel like there are times where you can be uh, experimenting with a song and trying to get it to, to fit different... Um, different clothes, if you will, to, to use a, a odd metaphor. But, um, yeah, sometimes mm. you do have to kind of rein that in and just have a bit of control with it. Um, Ferg, I know, as we've discussed, that there is a huge year ahead for Kingswood that with uh, the new album Homecoming and a possible second album, as you mentioned, phase two of, a, phase two of the tour to be announced. Um, so usually I would ask what we can expect in the next 12 months from a band, but I think that's kind of covered what you guys have for a busy 2023. Um, you, I guess, is there anything that you want to highlight to, to fans of the band or the podcast who are listening to for anything that you think they should keep an eye out for this year from the band? Well, um, I, I mean, I'd certainly love anyone to come along and be a part of this tour and, and, um, 
come and see us. But, um, I mean, I'm talking about Nick Cave again, but uh, <laughs> he uh, he's, he's inspiring to me because he um, sort of puts art ahead of himself in a way and um, in, in, you know, he's had sort of recent griefs, for example, but he would make, you know, let documentary crews come in and film his process even throughout that because he thinks it's important to share that aspect of, of art. And um, so we are um, filming a, a, a documentary about the whole tour, whether we blow up halfway through and uh, <laughs> and it's all over or we, you know, are triumphant or whatever happens will happen. But... Um, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna document the whole thing, and then uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll be good viewing. Whether you whether you like us or not, I think it'll be an interesting <laughs> piece um, to show. You know, a band taking a big bold step and uh, out of COVID, doing uh, doing something uh, you know pretty out there. One hundred percent. Well, I look forward to seeing that documentary when it does uh, when it does come out when it's edited and available for people to to view. So. Um, we will be keeping our eyes peeled for that and we'll, we'll be promoting it on the podcast um, when it does come out. Um, Ferg, usually we would ask our guests what they're currently listening to, but um, to wrap things up with yourself, I wanted to change it ever so slightly. As we mentioned, you're on the road for 70-plus dates. For yourself, what's maybe one or two best, we can say road trip songs or we can say on, on the road or on tour songs that uh, kind of get you through driving on the bus yeah, every day? I think that's a it's, a it's a good question because there are songs that are very suited to driving and particularly bus driving down the road. Um, mm-hmm. The first one that jumps out of my mind is like Lodi by Creedence Clearwater. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, so we've been listening to a lot of them. We are, we are we're all sort of stooped in this world of, you know, uh, uh, the Eagles and um, and kind of fifties country, um, and uh, so I'll, maybe I'll go with an Eagles. Maybe I'll go with uh, uh, what's that one? Hang on, it'll come. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Lion Eyes, or you can't hide your Lion Eyes. Oh uh, yes, yep, yeah, brilliant track. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Both, both very solid tracks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's our world at the moment. <laughs> Look, I can very much appreciate that. Um, Ferg, thank you so much for being on the podcast and congratulations again on the Hometowns Tour, which is currently happening. We'll have all the dates in the show notes um, and the upcoming release of Home, the new record from Kingswood. Thank you very much, Simon. Appreciate it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.